This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Here it is. We're on. Join us here each week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Adobe Radio. Welcome to the Mike Herrera Hour. So what's up, everyone? Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited for this show. It's going to be awesome. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're listening, to, whatever you're doing right now, I don't judge. Do what you got to do. But thank you for listening. Appreciate that. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my podcast in whichever way you listen. If you're listening on Adobe Radio, hey, don't do anything else. Just keep listening. I appreciate that. You want to know a little bit more about what's going on or if uh, there's you want to go to the links, go to MikeHerrera.net. That's my my website. If you want to help out the podcast without spending any extra money and you happen to be an Amazon shopper, you can go to my website. Almost anywhere, you just scroll down to the bottom and there's a subscription link. What does that mean? That means basically if you're shopping on Amazon, you can go to my link. It says click here and bookmark the link. So support the Mike Herrera Hour while you shop on Amazon. And what it is is just a link. It goes straight to Amazon. Whatever you're normally shopping, it'll be the same prices. Nothing changes. It's just that it's almost like a finder's fee for like having customers come to you through your website. So that's all it is. And that helps me out. Helps helps uh, buy diapers and uh, and granola. Everyone knows I love granola. <laughs> Does everyone know that? I don't know. Also, there's uh, everybody thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist, which I am not, I guess. I don't know. I, I definitely have a lot of theories, and some of them are conspiracies, but I'm definitely not a conspiracy theorist. Um, but hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll figure some of that out. I got to say, before we get into this interview, and my guest tonight is Paris, P-V-R-I-S, from Lowell, Massachusetts. Awesome band. Got to hang out with them when they came through on their tour in Seattle. The tour is doing insanely well. A ton of the shows are selling out. If not, And, and if they're not selling out, they're completely full. Um, the band is just blowing up huge. They're, they're doing really well. So congratulations, Paris. Um, they, have, uh, they have a couple. They have an EP out. They have a, an acoustic EP, that, that both of which they did those before they signed to, uh, to a record label. And then once they got signed, they put out their first album, White Noise, and it's been huge. And they just released uh, the deluxe version of White Noise with some extra songs and probably different artwork and stuff like that. But it's it's a, I, I strongly recommend this record. Um, it's really good. I wouldn't say that if I didn't think so. I'm not being paid to say that. Um, I really got into it. I really got into it when it came out. So awesome. I, I put my foot in my mouth a little bit with uh, <laughs> with Brian, the bass player. Um, it's right at the top of the interview, so you'll you'll hear that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. All right, so make sure you go subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes. Rate it, review it, all that. Please let me know what I'm doing wrong, uh, and let me know what I'm doing right. I'm always trying to get better. I've been doing this. This is episode number 156, and I feel like every episode doesn't necessarily... There's some episodes that are better than others, but it's just merely because maybe I'm I'm just trying to get better at all times, really. But but at the same time, hey, this isn't my job. This is, this is definitely an art project in a lot of ways, so I'm not trying to 
make it too overly professional. So there is a point where I want it to be friendly and just a conversation. So there, there's a dichotomy in all things. And I, I always end up talking about dichotomy because, well, because dichotomy is, is everywhere. Uh, it seems to follow me everywhere, follows all of us throughout our whole lives. And it's really uh, probably just a, a real base layer of a foundation of, of the human experience is dichotomy, the contradiction of, of, uh, of how hard life is and how great it is to be alive. So uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, you know what? I got a shout out before we get into this interview. I got a shout out right at, right at the top of the, the hour to my, my good friend, one of my best friends, homie for life, Yuri Ruli. Happy birthday. It's uh, it's the big 4-0 for you. So, hey, I'm proud of you. You're an amazing drummer, one of the best I've played with, in, and I've played with quite a few, but I've played with Yuri probably, well, definitely the longest. And uh, he's an amazing person, and anybody that knows him or just knows of him can, can attest to that. So happy birthday, buddy. I love you. Um, so later on in the show, I want to go over the MXPX Three Nights in Hollywood, explain a little bit further into detail. I'm not going to give away all the stuff, but I do want you to maybe understand a little bit about what we're going to do and what those three nights are going to entail. Also, we just announced a really cool festival that MXPX is playing. It's the Remember the Punks Festival, like Remember the Alamo, because it's in San Antonio, Texas. Did anybody ever see that movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where he goes to the Alamo? And his bike, his stolen bike, his precious, is uh, apparently in the basement of the Alamo. But there is no basement. Sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert, there's no basement in the Alamo. In fact, I don't even know if that's factual. We've probably been lied to our whole lives. And uh, there, there, all along, there really was a basement. And uh, we just were duped. We were duped all along. But Pee Wee's Big Adventure is where I learned to speak French. Because uh, Dottie goes, au revoir, Pee-wee, au revoir. Actually, I don't know if it's even Dottie, if it was some other chick. I'm, I'm having a, a blurry flashback right now. I can't quite, quite put my finger on it. Anyway, um, this festival we're doing, let's talk about that. October 1st, it's at, on, on October 1st, uh, and doors are at 11 a.m. It's a one-day festival. It's not like three days camping out. It's just two stages inside and outside so there's one indoor stage one outdoor stage mxpx is going to be there uh the vandals the exploited sick of it all tsol the dickies the casualties if you don't know any of these names you don't listen to punk rock or you're really young or something like that uh voodoo glow skulls the toasters anti-nowhere league sloppy seconds bigwig awesome i can't wait to see bigwig it's been a minute uh 30 foot fall slap shot Lower Class Brats, D.I. Did anybody see the movie Suburbia? The one from the 80s? It's a punk rock movie. It was like, it was what I kind of used to learn how to be punk. <laughs> I mean, not really, but kind of in, in a lot of ways. Like, I just love, I watched that movie over and over and over. Um, and the band D.I. was in that movie playing. So, and as well as TSOL, which is also on this, this show. Um, anyway, side note. Go check out Suburbia. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. It's it's probably it probably didn't hold up over time, um, but anyway, moving on. Pears, Naked Aggression, Pears the band, not the fruit. Uh, 
Naked Aggression, Total Chaos, Potato Pirates, also the band, not, well, I don't know if you'd take that as a, a fruit or a vegetable, but Pinata Protest and Tartar Control. Yes. All right, so I'm sure there's going to be more bands than that, but it's two stages, so maybe that's about right. Um, tickets are on sale. Go to mxpx.com. Go to wherever you buy, you know, just Google the thing, but I think mxpx.com is an easy way to get there because we will definitely have ticket links right up there. And uh, anyway, so yeah, next week, Hollywood, and we got we got a few things coming. Um Tickets still available for 350 Brewfest in Chicago at the end of the summer. And not a ton of tickets. I mean, it's sold a lot. So please don't wait if you want to go to the Brewfest in Chicago, South Chicago. Tons of beer. All you can drink of IPA, uh, Left Coast IPA, the MXPX beer, which I mean, I don't know about all you can drink because it might run out. But uh, the second batch is is uh, any minute. Just waiting for it. So hopefully we'll have some summertime brew. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Paris. I know you guys are waiting for it, chomping at the bit. Here's my exclusive Mike Herrera Hour interview with Paris. Check one, two, one, two, one, two. Hey, hey, hey. All right, that way we'll get everybody for sure. Um, All right, we have Paris, Lynn Gunn, Brian Armstrong, Alex Babinski. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we are here. Did I do that right? My last name is MacDonald, but Armstrong why, why is, is Arm- awesome. Why do I have Armstrong on there? <laughs> I, no, I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I think I honestly did that for memory. Armstrong. On. You're right, McDonald. <laughs> yeah. Brian God. Armstrong is funny. <laughs> well, hey, I don't do research for this show, so. <laughs> Everybody, I do work Brian's, out, so. Brian's last name is McDonald, not Armstrong. <laughs> For and a second, you are very strong. For a second, I thought you were making some kind of joke, so I was yeah, like, I was like, this is good, yeah, this is good. Like, you know, honestly, I I don't know how that happened. Why? Well, yes, I or have. Cool. Yeah, I was like, oh really? That is, Brian's you know, if I had to guess, you know, I've met you a few times, Brian. Yeah. But I have never really talk to you too much but every time i see you you're working out so i think it's just some it's weird okay. mental like yeah. uh, recall yeah brian Armstrong. also when you're when you like meet people and you you only hang out a couple times here and there like everyone's well you never like get their full name ever i feel true so Pe- it's like it's fine people if you have, have known first name it's good <laughs> yeah there's people i've known for 10 years and, and somebody asked me do you know brian Armstrong? I'm like, yeah. Uh, no, no, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, like, <laughs> Sounds familiar, but I, I don't know. Put the name with a face. Like, I don't. I love it. I barely I know anybody's name. If you know their first name, or just if you just know their face, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Hey, you, buddy. <laughs> so, so you guys are doing well. You're on this tour. It's pretty much sold out. Every night's full, 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 fun, fun, fun. But there are, there are uh, situations that come up friends i don't want to bring up any behind the scenes stuff but i mean what's the hardest part about uh when you started out in the van versus now you're on the bus is it has your day changed a bit like what do you guys do with your free time is it is there more time or less time there is so much more time yeah there's a lot more time and then we like to explore most of us and see new things in different countries and states so yeah i think i think when you're like for example, we're headlining now, so we're on our own schedule, basically. And so we block out the time how we want it rather than falling into somebody else's. Um, so, yeah, there's been plenty of, like, open gaps of time throughout the day that we never 
got to have before that we can actually like go and explore the city like today i went and did like a little uh tour of the underground stuff oh the underground yeah, yeah yeah do you guys tend to go for the morbid for the haunted spots like i know i definitely yeah. do yeah I think yeah we all do. what'd you guys see today i went to uh spooked in seattle and i wasn't aware that so there's like a ghost tour you can do there and then there's like a death museum or whatever you want to call it but um they do the underground tours where they tell you about like the prohibition and the opium dens and everything that happened right. like under smuggling this, tunnels the whole skid row scenario um and so we accidentally went on that tour instead of a ghost tour but it was just as awesome and informative so. there was like mayor king in king county seattle is is named after him but he was so corrupt he actually took all of the money to build the streets instead of building the streets he just kept it like things like that so that so back in the day before all the fires and everything there was you may have learned this today a bit with the underground city um downtown seattle had sidewalks that were literally as tall as like five feet tall yep so you could like wow. people would die regularly by things dropping on their head just walking on the street. Mm-hmm. Wow. I so there's yeah, that. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm no historian or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> well, you just dropped some knowledge on me. Yeah. yeah. They also apparently like after the fires happened, instead of they had the option to either rebuild the city immediately and rebuild the buildings, or to build the city back up and then build the buildings. They're like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna gonna build the buildings right away and then not yeah. actually build the solid foundation. So that's why all the tunnels and stuff exist. I think I think if I yeah. get that right. I think so. I mean, that. it's pretty crazy. And right now they're actually drilling underneath the city, and there's this huge drill called Big Bertha, much like maybe the Big, Big Dig. Bertha. Yep. We in Boston, we have a case that we carry some stuff in called Big Bertha. Big Bertha. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know all the details, but basically it's a giant drill, mm-hmm. and the drill bit broke underneath the city, like right underneath where you come in from the water downtown mm-hmm. Elliott Bay, and they had to drill down in front of it to take off the bit, put a new one on. And these bits, I mean, it's not like you can get them at Walmart, right? You just have to like they have to go and build them. It, it's kind of insane. I mean, just watching these huge things, try, you know, being built and you kind of think, oh, the professionals, they got it right. The engineers, they know what they're doing. Nope. nope. Nobody yeah. knows what they're no. doing. It's like making a record in a lot of ways. You, yeah, you know how to play guitar, you know how to write songs, but everything's new every time. It you should be, I think. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh seattle we don't need to talk about seattle all all night long but uh i was fascinated it, it is interesting take you on a pearl jam tour you guys into pearl jam nirvana would, yeah Ooh. we have people come to come to the studio and it's always the the younger generation and they're like where's kurt cobain buried you know they want to see all that that northwest Where history um somewhere south of here like south seattle somewhere i i don't know exactly because I will admit I don't. I've never been to his grave, but I did see that that uh, documentary that came out recently. What's that? Bleached. Yeah, bleached. Yeah, it's called was bleached. That with the, uh, animations and stuff like that. No, that was a uh, montage of heck. Yeah, this montage one was more about sort of like going back into like Courtney definitely knew something uh, conspiracy okay, theories. Yeah, yeah. why? Hasn't it been out for a bit? Yeah, it's been out a little bit. Yeah, yeah I watched it a couple months it. ago. Yeah, I think I watched. Either or there's another one maybe. Oh, it was on Netflix, but I think I watched it like a couple Whichever years the ago. Netflix one is. Yeah, that's it's the really, one. really interesting. You should yeah. definitely check it out. Agreed, For agreed. Those who haven't. So 
Are you guys obsessed with death? Speaking of. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit? Kind of. I wouldn't say obsessed, but just more intrigued. And What's one of the creepiest things you've seen in the, maybe just on tour, aside from Seattle? Um, has there any, been any haunted mansions or catacombs? Do, have you gone to Rome? I mean, what have you guys been doing? A couple good stuff. We went, when we were in Vienna, there's a big cathedral, and there were catacombs under the cathedral. And it wasn't a lot of lot of skulls and bones but um there's definitely like entire pits and rooms full yeah. with uh skeletons which was pretty pretty crazy and then um we also do you guys remember the thompson house yeah we played in uh is thompson kentucky, kentucky. yeah yeah i think i want to say i've played there um, it's like a big it looks like a big old haunted mansion yeah. yeah 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 it had to have been a brothel Something like that. Like. <laughs> well, they gave us the rundown on it. So we had no clue the first, we played there a couple times. The first time we played there, we had no clue that anything had happened until like halfway through the show, our merch girl was like, yo, this place is haunted. Yeah. Did you know? And she gave us the whole rundown. And then the owner of the venue or one of the, the ladies working at the venue took us around and gave us a whole tour and told us everything that happened. But it used to be an old courtroom, like where the, the stage and the, the venue is. And um, they would like hang people out in the, in the parking lot and like the courtyard there. Um, some kid like shot his family on one of the middle floors and then a woman hanged herself on the top floor on the widow's peak. Yeah. That's so there's, the and that, yeah, she was waiting for her husband to come home and she saw a boat get destroyed off at sea and she thought it was her husband's and apparently he was on another boat so she hung herself up in the peak and then he came back <laughs> to find her, yeah. Whoa, and, yeah. how insane. So, like, yeah. Oh, also, is it hanged do? or hung? hung? I think it's hanged. I think it's hanged. I think it's hanged. It's, not, it's the like improper sounding one, I think. We need I a know. Googler. It doesn't matter. This podcast it doesn't matter. Needs a Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of it. Google, where are you? We, uh, we've been renting out our brains to smartphones and computers. And, I mean, I, I guess that's just kind of the way it goes. But um, speaking of which, Deluxe Edition, new a new version of white noise the album we were here like a year ago hanging out um mm -hmm. maybe it was more than that actually maybe it was more than a year ago february. yeah february last year. year we you know let's not age ourselves i mean you guys <laughs> have done a lot you've been yeah. all over the world going crazy your album hugely successful uh the new deluxe edition there's what the new you and i stripped version sounds really great we were just playing it in the car nice. um is that some indication, some sort of shape of your new sound, or was that almost like, here's a little extra? I think a little bit of both. I think that, cause you and I was written kind of in between it actually coming out and then between White Noise being released. So it was kind of like an in between, between transition period. Like it was, I think it was January, 2015, 16. 2015 I forget but it was I think it was like directly smack dab in the middle of of white noise coming out and then the deluxe coming out so it's kind of like a transition and um introducing new potential yeah. directions but I think we don't want it, people to get too committed or attached to it because we're really just scratching the surface of what we're going to be doing on the next record but um I definitely think it was a good transition and kind of follow up to the record because it was like kind of right afterwards the record yeah and um empty was like that too but empty was a song we'd started 
when we were doing the record and it was just something that we didn't think really fit at the time and didn't make sense and then we went back to it over the summer and completely reworked it and basically took it into a context that made sense and and it finally like fully resonated when we redid it which was kind of cool it was like we were supposed to come back to it and let it sit yeah so it's cool that is cool that is cool sometimes an idea is not ready it needs to percolate yeah, it needs yeah. to you just don't know what's missing from it or something mm -hmm. but if it's not right i think we've we've learned this that the best is just walk away from it and it will make mm -hmm. sense when you come back to it and that totally even if it's for months or a yeah, year so. absolutely it's never too it's new to them it's new to you know it, it can always be fresh and yeah. and that's the thing is like as an artist sometimes we go okay if it's not new to me then it's not going to be good and relevant to the listener but that's just not true mm -hmm. it's all about timing it's all about mood and and a song like you and I the stripped version you couldn't put that out first you know it would no. just fail miserably but yeah. now people are hooked you've got their your hooks in them and pulling at their heartstrings and and they're ready for a track like that yeah yeah what was cool about that too was like i mean i think we're all going through the same things in our life coincidentally at the same time like all of our relationships failing <laughs> and being quite um like parallel to the song i don't know if that's the right word for it but um like that, you and I was written before any of that happened. So it was kind of like we were foreshadowing everything that was gonna be going down in the near future. And then you and I stripped was recorded like right after everything happened with all of us. So I think it was kind of cool to like re-sing that song and like retract the vocals and do it in a completely different context that made sense to us this time. And, and that was like relevant to our lives. So it's kind of cool, I don't know. Yeah, that's great. So I gotta ask, new record, what's on the horizon, any timeline you can talk about, what can you give us? Well, we're going into the studio this fall, and... Doing some writing trips over the summer. We're gonna go to New Orleans for a week. Creepy, And we're gonna Good. go to the UK for a week, Do some, get some old, old history vibes going on. And then we got confirmed we're gonna be recording up in upstate New York, in an old church. So it's got renovated into a studio, and um, apparently it's haunted. And apparently the gr like the house that we're staying at is haunted too, and the whole area is like all like eighteen late eighteen hundreds originated then. So it'll be hmm. a nice little getaway. How important is your environment when you're writing, when you're recording? I mean, does it seep into everything, or do you feel like you can do whatever? Obviously, I, I know the answer. I think, but elaborate a little bit on why you chose. Um, you know these spots guys <laughs> right. um, I definitely think I definitely think <laughs> I definitely think now you notice how, how much more it has an impact but I think like we did white noise literally in a room probably about maybe smaller than the space um, but we like utilized it to the best we could and, mm -hmm. and um, did the best we could with the small space we were given but I mean I think we're in a closet, everybody. Just yeah, yeah. In case you're but worried. like a lot of a lot of the writing, at least lyrically, was done like on the road and, and yeah. in, in different environments in that sense. And then the record came together in in the small okay room that we did it in. But um, it'll be cool to kind of utilize like a bigger space and like we have like a big the basically the whole cathedral's like the live room and stuff like that. So, cool. but it'll be cool yeah. to just it'll be cool because we've been exposed to like so many different settings and atmospheres within the past like two years pretty much it'll be cool to just settle into one and really just kind of 
marinate in that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So have you guys always been good at <laughs> that? That is great. I mean, have you always been good at one interviews being personable? I mean, that's definitely part of being successful as, as artists. Yeah. I mean, you've proved yourself on stage. You've proved yourself as capable and amazing songwriters, right? So. How, I mean, you seem natural. Like when I see you guys talking, laughing at me, you know, at my expense, <laughs> McDonald's, sorry, oh, Mr. McDonald. Um, <laughs> is that come natural to you guys? Have you really put any thought into that aspect, the social aspect of being an artist? Not really. It just comes natural to us. We're just personal people. Just We just like to talk with each other and hang out and not be crazy. <laughs> we'll be crazy, but on our crazy. Yeah, on our own, yeah. And yeah. I think just capturing the real, capturing who you really are, either yeah. in a little video or whatever you're doing. Yeah, because right? and that's what we started off as. We're not trying to like mold ourselves into this weird online presence or persona that like isn't yeah. us. It's like I don't know. People, I feel like people think they have to play this crazy part to match their music or something. But it's like this is our art, and then this is our us as people. Like we're two separate separate things and this is presenting brian, brian armstrong, armstrong. <laughs> armstrong. dudes well okay a little quick story i was at a show the other night and it was just this bar show and seeing my friends play and this guy you know nice guy i've seen him a few times and he's like hey man talking me up about this and that i want to come in and record and then he called me all right man we'll see you later frank and I'm like, I thought you knew who I was, one, you know? <laughs> Not that you really need to know my name, and all my friends start laughing, and now my name is Frank. See you later, Frank. So, yeah. Yes. Sorry, Larry, Mr. Armstrong. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Frank. Hi, Frank. Ah, shut up, Frank. There's a bar in Mexico called Shut Up, Frank. And I'm just, we're out, my wife and I always talk about that because we're like how did they get that name and and i could only imagine the owner's name is frank and his wife is a real real card so ah shut up frank it all perfect comes this yeah. will work yes this yes bringing customers, I so are you guys good at anything like accents or any impress like what do you got brian and Lindsay are very good with accents myself no He's the best one. He's the best one. <laughs> show us, show us a little something. <laughs> shine some light on us. There's a nice British accent. I can't. I don't even know. Do the I weather. Mean. Do the weather in some some accent. It's raining. I should have never, never said anything. <laughs> that's what you get when you throw us under the bus. I said you have the best ones. I know. That's what you get when you throw us under the bus. <laughs> I want you guys to impress everybody. Trying to hear Uncle Lenny. Uncle Lenny. Yeah. Who's Uncle Lenny? You do like the classic British accent and the Spanish Te teach accent. Teach us. Uh, so Uncle Lenny, he's a fucking dude from Boston. And you don't want to fuck with Uncle Lenny. Because he's... Uncle Lenny likes to swear a lot. Uncle Lenny likes to swear a lot. And he keeps his secrets in his heart till the day he fucking dies. Boston. Boston. Hold on. I like tell, it. Tell, tell them how that guy came about with the scally cap out in... Boston. Okay. So you guys eat some Wally Burger? Wally Burger? Or, uh, like, <laughs> Wal is it Wahlburg? Wahlburger. Sorry. So, I am showing my ignorance. So Lenny originated in Germany um, in 1812. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, so we, we, were, we had like one show in, I think it was Hamburg. It was Hamburg. Yeah. It was in Hamburg. 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 Um, we Wahlberg. the show show just got out 
And um, we were supposed to go meet up with our, our booking agent. We were supposed to go hang out with her. So I feel bad even saying this. We had to, like, kind of avoid people a little bit just so we could go yeah, with course. her and do that stuff. And um, so we had to find – there's, like, the only way to, to get to where we were meeting her was, like, through the crowd. So we dressed me up in a scally cap and a hood and, like, a really big, really big hoodie. And um, so I just started doing the – Uncle Lenny voice when I was uh, dressed like that, and um, <laughs> so yeah, it just happened like that. And <laughs> that's kind of amazing. I can, I'm picturing, I'm just picturing you walking around in an out like a disguise with like maybe a mustache, it was, a mullet wig. It was scary because yeah, it was scary. Yeah, Boston we were strong. Just walking right Boston by them, ball. looking them right in the eyes, and no one knew. <laughs> that's kind of a trip, right? Like it was. It's it's akin it to like wearing a fat suit oh, or like yeah. you know I don't know keep Ryan, going with your ideas. Ryan but. dressed up in Orlando. I dressed up the other day in Orlando and I had this like yeah my nickname was Young Coconut Milk and I ran a blog called Rock Your Socks Off and <laughs> I went through the line and I was asking people like what their favorite Paris song was and et cetera et cetera and one girl fell for it and then at the end she's like. Oh my gosh, you're Brian. I'm like, no, I'm not. That was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> young coconut like, milk. Brian. No, I'm not. <laughs> that's, like that's gonna. T- Who the what now? Mind you, he was dressed in like a mechanic's shirt with a hoodie and a do rag. Sunglasses on and I had flip flops on. Which we learned is do rag is a bad term over in the UK apparently. So. What does that mean? It's a racial slur. Oh, okay. But what we weren't aware of. Oh, because over here it's not. I was thinking use toilet paper or something, but. No. You know, like the bandanas you put on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I know what it is. Uh, yeah, just... yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no oh, oh, it's oh. do rag. Like... <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, we like, <laughs> we said that over there, and someone was like, what did you just say? And we were like, do rag, like the thing you put on your head. And people were like, they were like, that means something completely different over here. And we're like, okay, we did not mean it like that. That's interesting. I always kind of thought know. that uh, Europe in general, and, and I would include mainland Europe and then also the UK, but less uptight than the US. Absolutely. Overall. But pretty straightforward, right? They will not be afraid to tell you what they're thinking, which is cool. Because at first I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of... And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're Respect. telling the truth right away. That's Americans are a little more like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I really think. I'm just going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lie to make you like yeah, me. Make you like me. Right on, right on. Alex, are you working it up yet? The accent? Oh, the impression? No. 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 You're good. You thought you forgot about it. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> are you playing? You're playing drums as well, though, right? No, no. Never. No, I've been. Never. Play just drums? guitar. Play so who's playing drums? usually um, we got justin justin he's our, our touring, touring oh, okay album. cool cool okay i'm just making sure because i've always just hung out with you guys so. yeah yeah cool we have a touring drummer named justin he's killing it justin, justin. what up justin, justin. how's it going justin. betty justin. shout out awesome. justin <laughs> excellent so do you guys i mean as far as like your day-to-day i love talking about systems routines i know it could be health, fitness, what you eat, what keeps you normal, what keeps you feeling like yourself on tour, off tour. Is there things that you got to do every day? Is there anything? Um, I mean, you don't have to say brush your teeth. We assume you're going to brush your teeth. I got to go to the bathroom. But I mean, what is something that maybe not everybody would do? 
that you got to do, like your routine. Okay. Get right. Get get right. I like to nerd out and play a lot of video games. What's your favorite video games? Um, I like when we play NHL because when other people play me, it's fun. But I'm playing Dark Souls right now, and that game is the yeah. The the other day, I went into the I went into the dressing room and. We had this huge TV in there, Biggest and I just see a little head poking out from the couch <laughs> and hands up, like clicking the controller, and it's Alex playing on this huge TV, fighting this huge dragon <laughs> in his game. I'm like, okay, cool. Right on. That's how yeah, I stay sane. Video yeah, games have definitely sane. come a long way since yeah. I, yeah. My first video game was Pong. It's just literally oh, Pong, yeah. like <laughs> a knob, hook it up to the TV, that's it. Um, what about you, Brian? Um, I like to go to the gym a lot. Stay, stay fit, stay healthy. So in a city, you will literally go like at home, of course. But do you go to other gyms? Yeah, yeah. On tour? Yeah. Um, Lindsay and I have memberships to a gym that's basically all national. Around. Yeah. yeah. So we like to plan out our days where we'll take an hour out of our day to go go to the gym, then come back and explore. So. Yeah, I don't know if that if that was happening back when I was full time touring. I don't know because <laughs> no one was healthy back then. It was yeah. like we we ate as much as we could. Denny's after the show every <laughs> night, and then you yeah. party all night and then sleep yeah. all day. Like, yeah. Video games we did. We did some video games, but I, you know, if I only knew then what I know now. So <laughs> that's cool. What about? You? <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely go to, I'll go to the gym usually when Brian does. Sometimes I'll take the day off if there's something really cool going on, but. Um, like this morning, sometimes I like to find little, little coffee shops and like post up and either work on some emails and designs or do some reading or whatever, and then go explore, usually. Very cool. Yeah, little little things like a cup of coffee. So take us back before, before Paris. Where were you? Like set the stage, like right before you maybe, I know there was another band that you guys were part of before that was like metal band. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of interested where you were before all of this craziness. It could be Paris um, was going, but yeah, a specific moment where you feel like everything started moving in a completely new direction, and and it, Paris happened. Or um, where were you? Set the stage. I had I had just moved down to Massachusetts. We joined from from New Hampshire. Okay, so not far at all. But I officially made the move. I was living in my friend's room. It was like eight by six it, i was sleeping on his floor just to like just to be in lowell so that we could have band practice mm-hmm. and then i ended up moving into one of our old band members basement and then i worked at a, at a grocery store stocking shelves at like two in the morning as well as a moving company just to like afford to stay there and work on the band and then we kind of did that for a couple years but that's where i was before it happened before it happened I was um I was at my friend Scott's house and I was I was asked to join the band because they were already in the studio and they already like did recording and stuff and I was talking to my friend I'm like I don't know what to do should I do this he's like yes you should I'm like you know what you're right and then I joined <laughs> very straightforward by that like, man this something is great. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thank him every day I see him or anytime I talk to him on the phone he's one of my best friends but anyways um yeah and then from there just have been going going forward with everything we just we really like brian so we made him be in a band with us yeah, yeah we'd never even heard him play bass yeah. he didn't own a bass, so. yeah, he didn't own a bass. i played guitar in a band prior in this metal band and then 
They're like, you want to play bass? I'm like, sure, yeah. Because we'd, we'd hung out with you, like, so many other times before, and we just loved being around you, and it was just the, we needed you in our life forever, so you're trapped now. <laughs> and here you you're are. Stuck. There's a chain to my leg right now, and I'm forced to be saying good things right now, so. Um, I was, I had just turned down going to art school. I was supposed to go to art school and do like graphic design and illustration and basically lose a shit ton of money doing something I could have taught myself. And so I was working at Guitar Center full time and hating my life there. I love everybody there though. <laughs> Made some of, some of the best friends I've, I've ever had. Um, but yeah, yeah, for real. I think there's always Almost. maybe maybe it's just like there's always a similar thread in the stories of people that like kind of just didn't have anything but they had a lot of a lot of drive a lot of will to like work hard and mm -hmm. and put yourself through working you know stocking shelves and working at guitar center god knows i'm sure you endured some pain <laughs> yeah. over there but uh <laughs> you know but there's a common thread of just you know the tenacity, the the willingness to put yourself through the ringer and to fail for one, Definitely. pick Fair yourself up, yeah, every time. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's that's an ingredient in most people that are successful, and and it's definitely I'm hearing it here. Um, as far as as far as like now, I mean, does it feel like you actually can see yourself? Like, can you get? outside of the situation your life i mean it's really hard do you do anything to do that like meditation um obviously working out could be a form of meditation right uh video games maybe uh, <laughs> i guess it depends on what you need but uh is do you guys do anything like that kind of stuff Med i mean you say maybe you sit there and write and read research that's that's pretty smart um are there other things like how did you learn how to be so driven to like motivate yourself. I've learned through my father. He's always, he's always taught me to just keep a positive mind. And he's always told me life doesn't owe you anything basically. So mm -hmm. just, you have to be grateful for, you know, just being alive and just the offer that we have, or not even offer, just, you know, what we're doing right now, being able to sit here and talk to you and do all this stuff and play music in an hour. Cause that's what we all love doing. So it's really cool and it's a great opportunity, but yeah, I feel like we all we all had really good families. That yeah, we all came from like just not low class, but I mean, all families that have the same work ethic and had to work hard to get to where they are now. And like I don't know, we've always been taught even even like when we just first started out in a band, like from like Maddie for example, just like earn your stripes, work hard, do everything like 100%, and don't stop, and be honest, and be good people. Like I think. Yeah, you can't be afraid to get your hands dirty and take risks, and and you can't be afraid to fail. Like, yeah, they lose things along the way too, because a lot of people we, yeah, try, they try to do these things and they lose one thing and then they stop. Yeah, and other people keep going forward and then they lose something and they stop. But yeah, it's gonna happen. You're gonna lose relationships, friendships. People are gonna you know pass away on the road and this and that. And you're not gonna be able to be there to you know experience these things. But I mean. If you really love what you're doing, you have a good support system. That's all that matters. And the people that are in your life still from day one to now, yeah. like, they're always going to, you know, yeah. be there. Yeah. And I've always had, like, even when I was in high school, I've had the mentality of if you want something, 
if and you want it enough, you will fi- you will find a way to get yeah. it. If as long as you just keep working for it and you take every opportunity you have and roll with it and just work hard through it. Like and I think that yeah, there's That's a book. Definitely what happened with us. Yeah, there's a book called uh, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, mm-hmm. and it's it's about finding your personal treasure, and and it's I won't ruin it for you guys. <laughs> it's a great book, but it's just talking about how on the road of life, you know, you you mm-hmm. be prepared to lose your whole fortune and get it back, and and, and that may happen three or four times in your life before yeah. you're done. So, just not being so attached to physical things and like really just moving with intention through mm-hmm. your life and, and paying attention to the opportunities, the signs or whatever you may call it, whatever you, mm-hmm. whatever works for you people. But, um, really just paying attention to the omens. He calls it the omens in the book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, cause along like the path, you may lose a friend or, you know, a significant other, but you can find that, you know, probably, you know, a week down the line, a month yeah. down the line, a year down the line, you know, I had a, fill that gap mm-hmm. i had a similar talk we just were just in vegas with um jim riley from ghost inside Do you know okay him? uh i don't know jim but i know the ghost okay, inside so well they obviously got in that big accident and we were just having oh kind of yeah. like a talk about it mm-hmm. and he was like yeah he's like so many people see when bad things happen to them they see it as a part of like it's a setback or it was this horrible thing that came out of nowhere and wasn't supposed to happen to them like bad things aren't supposed to happen he was like no matter what happens to you in your life, whether it's a setback or an opportunity, like it is a part of your path and you need to walk on it. You need to, you need to go, go forward with it. And like, that is a part of your path, like no matter what it is, whether it's good or bad. And it was like a really cool, cool perspective he had. Cause he's kind of the same mindset of like, bad shit happens, good shit happens. You just have to keep moving forward. And Very true. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, these huge devastating things can just they do ruin lives for mm-hmm. sure but it's just all about the choices you make you choose to be happy choose yep. to to put yourself forward all about yeah. mentality and perspective and that's a very a very uh, stoic way of thinking like uh marcus aurelius uh from rome uh, there's an author uh, ryan holiday is a, a fan of mxpx that's why i know him but he just put out a book about the, it's called ego uh ego is the enemy and his other book is called um uh the op- optical or sorry the uh the way the op- <laughs> obstacle is the way sorry Can I write uh, this down? the obstacle is the way yes absolutely and he talks about a system mm-hmm. and about how it's not necessarily about like plans and goals it's about just and we fear failing so much that we don't even like try and a lot of football coaches NFL like pro teams like are crazy about this book obstacle is in the way because it really kind of teaches you to compartmentalize you know what it is that you're working on and that you're trying to get better at and if it's if it's simply like taking this ball and going I want to throw it and make a touchdown well there's a lot more to it than that so they break it down into like every little thing and you can do this with music with your shows with your whatever it is is just taking one little task and making it as easy on you and as good as it can be and then just doing each one and you build this fucking mm-hmm. yeah. tower because yeah. you start off like just touring like you start off in a van that's barely getting it to state by state and you're sitting in a truck stop like with a small blanket going why am i doing this sometimes and mm-hmm. people are just like yeah you know never mind i'm gonna go back to school 
But then the people that stick it out and, you know, stick through it and see their actual vision becoming reality is like, it's really cool to see. And it's like, I love that. I love that mindset. Like, just to stick with it's all it. about baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. It like really nobody, is. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Gotta cross off little things Neither at a time. Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither was Paris. Oh my God. So, I mean, it seems obvious that you guys changed your name because Paris is really hard to get to the top of the list on Google. But, Dad uh, and Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac has a project named Paris with an A. And so that those were the two reasons. That, yep. that makes all the reason. I mean, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I, PVR, everybody's like, huh? But it's like, no, if you write that in, it doesn't matter what you say, you type that in, that's you know all it is. It. Yeah, that's exactly, it's, it's so smart. Um, little sidebar there anyway but <laughs> I, lo I love this like that you guys are so into lifestyle into like health into being healthy minded I guess there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of mental issues going on a lot of kids that don't seem to know what to do they don't they're always looking for somebody to lead them advice maybe that's a human thing always looking for leaders uh, possible President Trump in our future I don't no, I don't know no. Oh my God! I I don't want to joke about that. I mean, but un unfortunately, it is technically possible because he's polling better than Clinton right now. So, I don't know. We're all just I didn't vote for you. Yeah, it's not too late, people. Vote Bernie. Uh, or go independent. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Or write in Paris with a V. <laughs> yeah, let what? me let me run the country. Let's do it. <laughs> As long as you use an accent while you're talking to the people like but I mean if if I was thinking that not to go totally derail us but Dwayne Rock Johnson he would make a great, president, make a great president I think absolutely super motivational so yeah <laughs> you'd be like my uncle's the president super motivational like focused he's got a lot of drive a lot of what people that are successful seem to have why aren't our politicians like that? I know why, but I'm not going to say it on. <laughs> you don't want to be too honest here. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, all right. We can go. I mean, we can go into how you did in high school. We can go into, let's say, I got lots of different questions. Uh, before we run out of time, this is a fun one. And I thought of this just today. Uh, what three songs would you feel comfortable or enthusiastic about sharing with three of your friends? Oh, huh. It could be albums, but songs is probably easier. Why is everyone looking at me right away? I mean, maybe it's just something you're like, what's your new jam? I mean, anything like that. Or, or what's a classic one that you've always been listening to? Uh, <laughs> this is a stumper. Well, I think, I think one albums song. might be easier, actually. Than songs, because we all have like pretty go-to albums. Yeah. I can think of mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got one. You got one? Spit them all in. You go first. Right, because it's probably the same one. I would say, <laughs> honestly, anything from Ben Howard is what I'm jamming to. Ben Howard. What's that sound like? It's very sad. <laughs> okay. Sad music for a happy person. For, for anybody. <laughs> yeah. He's got it for it. it touches, for everybody. It touches each. He's part of whatever you're feeling, emotion-wise. Cool. That's how I felt listening to him. He just hits every part. You can be happy, go for a walk, put it in, and you can listen to each song. 
throughout each album that yeah, he's released yeah. and be like, this is fantastic. Yeah, and he's just awesome. Man, it's insane how, how there's just always new artists coming up and, and new ideas. Same chords, same note, but it's just, it hits you in a new way. It's all I mean, different the, context and yeah, just power of music, where you are when you're listening to it. Yeah. Delivery. Yeah, yeah. It's all about how you hear it. Mm-hmm. How you hear it, yeah, for sure. For sure. How you hear it and how you say it. I can't believe we we uh, we we didn't blow up the politics thing. I'm good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> There's just so much craziness going on in the U.S. end of, of politics that yeah. I, I don't even know. Um, we'll, we'll stick to music. <laughs> I want to talk about. Thing we're gonna. <laughs> I want to talk about recording a little bit yes. because I love recording and Same. and I saw you. It was I think um, Slam Dunk last year in the U.K walked by you're just working on the computer how do you maintain that sort of drive to work on tour because i know when you're touring and you're traveling your brain just gets really tired so she just how you do it so you just have to do it or else you'll just never get anything done yeah and i've always like w- even throughout high school always just hearing ideas in my head and just needing to get them out somehow and like so like high school for me was complete torture so because I was constantly just like I just want to work on a song right now I want to work on this right now so my brain is like always going like 100 miles per hour so it always came did it always come easy to to write songs yeah definitely I think I think now at this point like I'm starting to overthink a little bit because it's getting to that time where Mm -hmm. we we actually get to do it and now my brain's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna shut down but um we have a lot like built up over time and mm-hmm. i don't know my brain's always going whether it's audible or vis- visual kind of stuff yeah I, lo- I love that you're you're working over time i think that's key and realizing that you're overthinking and it's something yeah. that most artists never get get the hang of sort of getting out of their own way yeah. getting out and like letting whatever the muse is it could just be you but um whatever that is that gets you inspired to write mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to write shitty songs and yeah, get through absolutely. it and just like okay that's done now i can clear my mind and and redo it yeah what's well, the thing same thing with like thomas edison like he found out one way to make a light bulb and a thousand other ways how to not make a light bulb right like, right Something like that. I forget what the quote was. But. Maybe there's more than one way to make a light bulb, though. Probably. There definitely is. So, like, that's a good light bulb. That's a better light bulb. And, you know, that's a song. I mean, it could yeah. be... That song burns really bright, really fast, but then it just dies. And then this light bulb is kind of chill, but it goes forever. I mean, there's there's different ways to, to light up a room mm-hmm. or an idea. So That was a cool... Oh, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys making time for me. By the way, I know being on tour, it's always no. tough. Um, I just came over from from Bremerton. It's about an hour ferry ride. So you took the ferry. I took the ferry. Beautiful. Yes. Buying yes. some chocolates. Paris should come play Bremerton. Come play Bremerton sometime. We have a uh, Macklemore just sold out our theater that MXPX plays. It's called the Admiral Theater. Oh, it's about a thousand people, and uh, they sold out in forty five minutes. And and they're and it was only, I think they only had like 200 tickets available for the public. Oh, wow. Pretty, pretty insane. But So there's good things happening over there, folks. Yeah. Come on. Let's I don't work for the out. government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put this venue on the ferry. We'll yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right on. Is there anything you guys want 
your fans to know, uh, people listening to this from all over the world. It's on Adobe Radio. It's on Jabberjot Network. It's on my site, mycarrera.net. Um, I don't know. I mean, people people are listening. They're always looking for, for that word. Yeah, I mean, we just appreciate everybody backing us and being so supportive and enthusiastic about what we're doing. And we can't wait to give you, we can't wait to give you more. New music, yes. New music on the way. Yeah. Excellent, so excellent. Stoked. Right on, man. I, I think people. I've never heard a negative thing about you, and, and don't don't believe anybody that says anything. So Aww. don't believe what they're saying, right? No, <laughs> no. I mean, you guys. I mean, it's a genuine camp, and I appreciate it. And uh, Maddie, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Screw right. you, Maddie. Paris on the podcast, <laughs> my career hour. We'll see you guys later. Cheers. Cheers, mate. All right, that was my conversation with Paris, and I want to play you guys the track we talk about. You and I stripped off of the deluxe edition of White Noise. Maybe maybe a little bit of shape of things to come, um, but you know, these in-between songs are always different, and I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. So here it is, You and I Stripped by Paris.
Mike Herrera Hour on Adobe Radio. We're almost done, but I want to I want to go over some MXPX stuff. We got shows coming up June 9, 10, and 11. Three nights sold out at the Troubadour in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, California. And we were stoked because we sold that out in one day in January. And we were really blown away. We really appreciate that kind of loyalty, that kind of response, such a huge response. And, uh, you know... Hard work does pay off, people. Hard work's paying off right now. Um, if you're listening way in the future and these shows already happen, well, then this is kind of interesting anyway. So what, what's going to happen is Thursday night we're doing um, the, our first three albums, but we're not doing the full albums. We're doing selections off each album so that, fits, so that it fits into one set, one set length. So poking at you, Teenage Politics and Life in General, first set. Second set, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, and The Everpassing Moment. Selections off those albums. Probably a lot more off those albums. But we will do... I don't want to give away encores or what we're going to do for encores, but I think it'll make sense. And Saturday, the last four albums that we've put out. So we've got Before Everything and After. We've got Panic. We've got uh, Secret Weapon. And then last but not least, Plans Within Plans. So we're doing selections off of those, all those albums for night three. And uh, a lot of songs that we don't really play often from uh, from that Before Everything and After album. But I think it's safe to say we're going to play Well Adjusted for sure. Our Super Bowl song. We used to play that back in the day quite a bit. The drums. It was always cool. Um once again, happy birthday, Yuri, and uh, make sure you check out my Amazon link on my website, mycareer.net. If you want to help out the show, just shop there, bookmark it. It doesn't cost you anything. All right, thank you. Till next week. Cheers. <laughs>